Hey listeners, this is Jeff and Greg. Hey. We figured we would put out a short on Independence Day about, uh, I guess, Craft Beer 2017 and the independence The new struggle movement. for independence, right? The new, the new war for independence that's apparently occurring in court. It's going to be a short episode. I, you know, shit's been hitting the fan. All Very much so. Craft, be- craft yeah. Beer the past couple weeks. And we figured we would just put this out uh, ahead of some shows we have in the can. Just get a timely thing out there. Kind of our thoughts, not even what we think about all this stuff that's happening, but what we're trying to figure out about this stuff that's happening. Because I'm not sure I have answers. Greg might. I don't. I, I don't have answers. I, I think that we both see advantages and problems to both sides of the argument. And I think that, yeah, instead of approaching it as this is our opinion and this is how we're going to do it, we're trying to talk ourselves through it and figure out how we really feel about it because i don't know if we're right. totally so sure. so what are we talking about not everyone might be it seems like it's everywhere but you know just in case it's not they're the biggest thing the kind of thing that's come to a culmination is that the brewers association has released this seal well let, let's let's put but i was going i'm going to kind of walk through 2017 how we got here okay yeah that, but i want to i want to let people know what we're talking about right. first and it's not just about the, the independent logo that craft brewers get to put on their lip bottles now. But uh, this one thing has just blown up the Twitter sphere for craft beer. And it just seems like it's just this concophony of, of noise. So how did we get to this thing? What made the Brewers Association in 2017 decide to put this out? And I made a kind of a progression of things here. And it was... It's just the world we live in now. We got Trump. We got this, you know, just about almost as crazy stuff is happening in craft beer as is happening in the White House. It seems. Right. It, well, it's it definitely seems to be a very uh, crazy, crazy world we're living in right now. And so everything is being tuned up to. Right. So uh, a lot of craft brewery purchases have happened over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Last um, couple of years, mind you. So this is yes, not like something that's right. been just uh, this year. Exactly. Uh, Anheuser-Busch's division that brings in the craft brewers is called the high end. So the high end has purchased breweries the last couple of years, like Breckenridge, Four Peaks, uh, Elysian, Blue Point, Ten Barrel. Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone, and then Wicked Weed. Right. And it seems like, well, Wicked Weed's the most recent, but it's for many it's the closest to home, the closest to their heart, because uh, Wicked Weed is this you know, rock star craft brewer who sells to Imbev. It was even to me who takes, uh, you know, not, not as a passionate like view of like, but you know, that one sound rang pretty close to blasphemy. You know, it's like, really? Like I can see a lot of these other breweries doing it, but that one even surprised me. So there was that. And so there's a lot more attention being paid to, Oh my God. Imbev is buying, the breweries I like now, yeah. So people were feeling about feeling this way. We should mention that it's not Imbev is is not the only Imbev seems to be the target, the main target that the Brewers Association and the craft beer um, community right now is focused on. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget that uh, Ballast Point was sold for a billion dollars mm-hmm. to um, who was it who bought Ballast Point? Constellation Brands. Constellation Brands, Heineken. Uh, but Lagunitas now whole, they have the whole thing now. It was at one point fifty percent. Now it's a hundred percent. Got Founders mm-hmm. sold that Spanish brewery, right? And do you still have Duval uh, runs in Boulevard? And... Interestingly, that's still craft beer because Duval's such a small company. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yes, 
I was surprised at how small Duval was when I looked into that. Um, all right, so we had the, per- the the purchases. Now, maybe not not specifically related to this new seal, but also in the Twitter sphere of insanity, is uh, the some organization put out like kind of a blacklist of journalistic organizations who were funded by Big Beer. Right. So they pointed out a magazine called October. They pointed out probably the one that you know I most familiar with is a blog called Good Beer Hunting. And because they have, so Good Beer Hunting has the blog, and then they have kind of a graphic design business, and they do a bunch of business with the Goose Island kind of consulting. They say there's a firewall between the two. Um, you can find hundreds or thousands of tweets between like Andy Crouch and Good Beer Hunting and everyone else arguing the point. It's It's been argued ad nauseum. Uh, so you got that. And then right after that, Good Beer Hunting themselves broke that rate beer is funded by ZX Ventures, which is part of Anheuser-Busch's venture capital thing. It's partially funded. It's not, it's not entirely funded by ZX Ventures. Right? Partially, yeah. And right after that, Dogfish put out the season, like, a request to have their beers taken off of rape beer. Right, which because... was a plain PR move. Right, and then far. other breweries followed suit on right. that. So really, that brings us up to today, or earlier this week. Earlier this week, right. Where Anheuser-Busch, or sorry, Anheuser-Busch, the Brewers Association has made a logo, a seal, that is intended to only be on the bottles of independent craft brewers. Kind of like the Trappist logo on Trappist beers, Mm -hmm. but for independent uh, craft brewers. And what an interesting world we've lived in in the last few days since that has come out. It has received lots of consternation for a couple of reasons. One, because it's not a very well-thought-out logo. Uh, it's a 22-ounce bomber bottle. Upside down. Upside down, so like a drain pour. Uh, it says independent, but in three uh, three tiers. Independent, and then under that says craft, uh, which people are going to look at that and be like, what? what? Oh, okay, What? <laughs> If you have not seen that before, that's going to be weird to you. Right. There's no, there's nothing in there that really gives you an idea of what that is, what that's supposed to mean. I guess the Trappist logo is the I mean, same thing, but at least it's... I don't think there's any real difference between the Trappist logo and the Independent logo, other than the Trappist club is a much more exclusive club. Right, yeah. That you ha- it's harder to get into. That, that's another part of the problem with this, is that anybody who fits the Brewers Association definition of craft, which they have, by the way expanded in the past to include to keep Sam Adams in there. So keep that in mind a bit. Anybody who fits that will be able to have this logo. So this logo is no longer, or, or ne- never was, but it is not a measure of quality in any way. It's not a measure, a seal of approval. It's not a measure of anything except for that this place is small, that this place f- fits into a certain part of the, a segment of the market. I suppose if, if people were only making their decisions about what to buy based on where something fit in, in a market, then this might be useful. But I don't know many people, certainly we are not the people who are going to be basing our decisions based on that. We are the kind of people that, if we didn't already have the knowledge of who the high-end owns and all the other sales because we're in following the news... I think we would be one of the very low one to two percent of consumers that would at least notice it. Would and notice it. it, 
Yeah. And consulted, but, you know, who is going to... If this is not on every... See, the thing about Trappist here is the Trappist logo is on everything. If this is not on everything, what you said, like 700-something, 790... Well, that's in the first couple of days. In the first couple of days. But, I mean, like, if this is not on everybody's beer can or, or, or bottle, then you are now shutting out a period of a group in the market but who, who doesn't decide who, to put it on. So my my comment earlier was that, okay, so you have 700. Okay, give it a couple months, you're going to have 1,500, mm-hmm. 2,500 breweries using the seal. It takes a lot of money to, in, to you know design new... In 10 months, like the seal's going to be hitting the shelves. And at that point, what do you get? You get, what, 2% of consumers that are going to give a crap? I mean, I what Dogfish Head is going to put it on, they're, they're going to have it there right away because, you know, they have the money to redo their I, I saw a tweet from Maui Brewing Company. They had a, a Photoshopped version of the Coconut Porter with the, the new seal on it. Another thing you can say is what's stopping other places from just throwing this logo on it? You know? <laughs> what, well, I think, it, you know, I think you can enforce that, right? If you have a trademark on the logo, you can license it to the breweries and then you can sue the people who aren't using it legitimately. I suppose, but what if you have just some... Do you have to register with them to get the logo? So what if you're just some small so. place making, you know, just starting to make out and you put the logo I think on? You, so... pr- you probably have to be a member of the Brewers. So I, I haven't looked into it. I, I don't want to speculate too much in this show, mm-hmm. but it would seem reasonable that you're a member of the Brewers Association. You register for it uh-huh. on a form, and then you're licensed to use it. So does that mean that the, the Brewers Association is going to end up suing some small brewer who decides to put it on without... That's that's going to well, look they, bad they for them. Pro- they would have, probably have to, right? Because if they don't, then they lose the trademark rights, and then they can't enforce it when Elysian puts it on their bottles. Because that... it definitely sounds like David Bueller is going to put it on his bottles from the high-end video <laughs> we just watched. So I want to talk about that real quick. The high-end guys, you know, the division that owns all these craft beer brands for Anheuser-Busch, they put out a video. Uh, is whining a polite way to, to put that bit to describe that's the tone of the video? That's how I would it for sure. Um, the exact opposite way to combat this, which, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you should check this out. It's 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 interesting. So you got like Devil's Backbone, Elysian, Ten Barrel, Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed was crazy. So he starts talking about how you know beer should be fighting a war against wine and spirits because we're losing ground to wine and spirits, and that craft beer and, and big beer should fight together to win this battle and grow the pie for everybody. And then he makes some awful analogies. Yeah. About like slingshots and muskets and armadas of ship, and <laughs> I mean, I used to think like I, I still there, there's a lot of people in the craft beer community I think who want Budweiser to completely go away, and it's like they're not going away. What what they do is you know it's it, just their commodity beer itself for sure. It, it, that's going to stay around forever. Uh, but I do think that by Corporations are putting money into this, Van Hazard Bush included, because they see it as a money-gaining venture, not to stop other craft brewers, but in fact because they see that it will make them more money. Mm. So there is this weird, I think people remember back from the time when Anheuser Bush was really strong about wanting to push things out of the market and just have markets only be Budweiser. They don't do that anymore. I think that they've right. recognized that that won't work. Mm-hmm. So I also I don't think that the high end's purpose is to make sure that the only beer in an area is either Budweiser or the high end beers. I just think they see a market, they see a 
opportunity to make money and they're going to jump at it just like i think they're definitely using their power i mean look at at ballparks they're cornering up okay and yes handles and stuff like that sure they're doing that everywhere that they can it's just you got sales guys on the street you know trying to get ta- they have quotas they gotta get tap handles you know and they're they have the the bulk of you know, a bush behind them to help make that happen so right which the- is why which is why i don't hold it against a small brewery like Wicked Weed who says, wow, we get a chance to really expand our market and get everywhere. But should you get to play both sides? You know, if you want to get the benefits of the Craft Brewer Trade Association who's working on the behalf of small brewers to get laws passed and things like that, and then you sell and you get the benefits of a giant corporation, Yet you're going to still whine that you're the same guy you used to be. You, you have oh well, new, yeah, no, that, that I agree. Yeah, yeah. Th- you have that, new that advantages whole... now that you didn't have before. Oh no, yeah, I agree with you. That, that in, in that sense, that, yeah, the, the whole whining thing is is, ugh, don't 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 whine to me that you got you got bought and you're you know you're a millionaire. Yeah, you're, you're and... a millionaire, and 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 things are so horrible for you. But is it you know is it in their best interest to take advantage of, of the things that uh, a place like Anheuser-Busch or Constellation or Heineken kind of can even offer you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, I don't think that they're being traitors to the cause of, of craft beer. That, that That is the big thing, right? It, it's there. There's this mentality being set up of sellouts, you know, this sort of punkish, it's kind of a punk rock aesthetic that craft beer has had for a while, but it's really being enforced now that people, these Groups that still make excellent beer are sellouts. And it's not about the beer in the glass. It's about whether you take money from a large, from a big corporation or not. Which means that it's no longer about beer. It's about how they view themselves. And that is not what I am interested in. Right. When... Uh, I'm trying to figure out what my craft beer movement is. Right. What it means to me. And it's not. It is much less. Drinking only beers with this yellow and black upside down bottle. Right. It's about exploring an amazing world of delicious beer. Exploring what you can do with this beverage. And and sure, I do prefer to give my money to small independent companies. But it's not I'm not going to I don't feel the need to punish larger companies for the for existing. I mean, that's where it gets complicated. Yes, I do like supporting these small brewers. They're cool people. I've met a lot of them. I've met cool big brewer people, too, but they don't need my help. You know? right. So, uh, you know, they got plenty of people buying that's, you know, the, the swill that is their market leader. So, I mean, you mentioned Trump earlier, and, and uh, this is kind of building a wall around the community, right? This is them sort of saying, we're going to build a wall you so know, nobody can get in. Over the last two years, I've been less than enthused about, you know, the people people in craft beer right you know it just back in my day you know i'm turning into a grumpy old man but you know it was a small group of friends before you know you, we knew a large there was a time where we knew a large portion of craft brewing yeah and because there was so much expansion in the market there was no competition mm-hmm. between friends and uh you know of course we knew it wasn't it couldn't stay that way forever but you know, it just this it, this it's, this it's, does remind me of them trying to 
find some way to keep to to to, to rein that genie in, to keep that genie yeah, back in the bottle. Maybe, uh, but you know, I'm not just saying it's the brewers, and you know, actually, many of the craft brewers are still as friendly as ever. But it's uh, it's the community, the community, the, the 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 new beer geeks. The you know, there's just so many things I see out there that are just like icky, <laughs> just. Uh, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what my craft beer movement is and what it means to me, and it's complicated. All this stuff's complicated. I don't have any real answers. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but there was a really good article from Bloke and Bailey that was published on Beer Advocate today. Um, today being today being July first, Saturday, uh, about Michael Jackson ten years later, and it talked about him. Well, first off, really awesome stuff about how he not only more or less invented beer writing, but played a major role in the taxonomy of beer styles. Like before he went through and kind of did his beer taxonomy, there was not hardly anything out there. So, you know, there's all of that. But then, you know, he wasn't just a beer writer. He was a brewery consultant. He took money from breweries. He almost, I don't think he, (laughs) it seems like he never wrote a bad review, you know, things like that. So he was definitely, there is a uh, craft beer evangelist. Sure. Instead of necessarily a journalist. Right. And it gets me thinking of what we are. And I don't want to get too far into this. But, you know, I I think that when we started out, we were definitely on the evangelist side. Yeah. But I, I would, you know, we talked about this on the pre-show for episode uh, 420, if you want to listen to it. I think it's less important. I think what's important in terms of what who we are is how listeners think of who we are and how we think about it. Yeah, sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but back to the Michael Jackson article. It has, you know, some of these tines of, like, the stuff he did with big breweries and stuff like that kind of has some modern tones, and I think it's good read to kind of sink into and think about. Yeah, I I would... My main thing that I'm taking away from this is I don't know how this situation is going to evolve, but the the way it looks to me is... We talked about it before how we're starting to see more craft brewers who are producing stuff that is below the quality that we're used to. And therefore this thing, this logo being stuck on stuff, it doesn't say anything about quality. In fact, it may tilt people towards not accepting Certain beers. I, I it's can't. Possible. I can't see it going that far. I can't. Sure, you're going to get bad beers with the independent logo on it. Pilsners that taste like yogurt. <laughs> you're going to get that, but it. I don't think that in itself. I don't think people are going to associate that logo with bad beer. They're going to associate all the brands they don't know on the shelves with being potentially bad and not worth the try. That's right. That's the tr- that's the crash that. I, that's I'm a good point about. because one of the great things about going to a place now is there's a huge, you know, in, in general, there's huge selections. Right, and this price per package goes up. It's a bigger risk on something you've never had. And if you get burned too many times with shitty beer, that's what I think is going to turn the consumer off from being experimental. Either sticking with the brands they know, which is probably going to benefit the largest craft breweries and mm-hmm. the high-end breweries. Right. You know, the top... Hundred breweries in the country, right? It's places like Dogfish Head, which are really pushing this, right? They're going to survive yeah. either way. But you know, the, if if quality, if it's too much of a minefield out there, people are going to start gravitating towards the top hundred breweries, mm-hmm. and then that's going to really mess up 
It's really going to change things from what we have now. And that's the problem. That should be what people are focused on. Uh, a lack of quality coming from the the market that they're evangelizing. Yep. I think that's good. I think we should wrap All this. Right. Thanks for listening. Hopefully uh, our insights were well thought out and you appreciated them. And Let us know what you think. You can hit us up beer at craftbeerradio.com.